Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Boom Goddess Podcast Project with your hosts, myself, Dr. Andrea Goldmarks, Jennifer Davis Page, and Bibi Peters. This podcast aims to ignite inspiration in primetime women by creating a super learning community, a safe space for all women to contribute their voices and visions. For more information on this episode and to learn more, visit us at boomgoddessradio.com. Hello, this is Boom Goddess Podcast, and we'd like to welcome you to our show today. I'm Jennifer Davis Page, sitting here with my fellow goddesses, B.B. Peters and Dr. Andrea Gould Marks. Uh, we're going to have a, a great episode today, and we're going to talk about nutrition, which is something we all need, I think, to learn a little bit more about. I have gained... Uh, my goddesses, let me tell you, you know, I've gained a little more weight than I would like to. And I need to to find out how I can get healthier and lose some of this weight and have a good time along the way. You know, there's always that issue of can we balance out being good to ourselves and being good to our bodies with supreme enjoyment and even a little indulgence now and then and so i thought about us contacting kelly grant from kelly grant nutrition and kelly is a wonderful woman she's the founder of the integrative nutrition practice here in tucson where she uses functional and integrative medicine and looks for the root cause of disorders and disease in in so many people and she's a specialist in autoimmune disease having healed herself with nutrition digestive health heart health weight and inflammation, which really plagues all of us and is kind of like a, a silent, um, erosive force in our lives. Kelly definitely helps people feel their best, and she's also so reasonable in her approach. Let's see what she has to say. Great. Let's do it. Good morning, Kelly Grant. Good morning. How are you? Okay, there's one other person on the line, and BB has a cough. And I never stopped talking about the wonderful nutritionist I saw only once, and then she was pregnant, and she moved to France, and now she's a mom. And finally, Devorah told me that you were back, and I thought this would be perfect. Well, Kelly, when we started this show, we said that our we thought our listeners would be uh, women over 50. And we're finding that even young women are listening in to our podcast. Um, but I'd like to direct some, because we're all over 50, and I'd like to direct some calls um, and some uh, questions to you uh, about our age group. Now, tell me, um, is it at, at what point... Can we get started? I mean, if you're a woman that's over 50 and you have not been engaged in uh, great nutrition and you're trying to lose weight and you're trying to stay healthy, I mean, I, I know it's not, it's not ever too late. I guess you can just get started any time. But talk a little bit about um, starting the process if you haven't been engaged at all. So... If you haven't been engaged at all in any sort of 
nutrition program or exercise and you just sort of um, most of the people that I that come to me are people that don't feel as good as they used to and they feel sluggish and you know forgetful and um, having more frequent fractures and those sort of things um, it, there's there is no better time to get started than the present um, and and the best part about Getting started is how little baby steps can make you make all the difference in how you feel. And the best part about it all is that energy is one of the first things to come back. And I find most women um, are, are coming to me because energy is, is lacking or they're not feeling like they used to feel. And, um, and the best part is, is simple baby tweaks can actually do a lot for our energy um, and making us feel more vibrant or um, a lot better. It is how little baby steps can make you make all the difference in how you feel. And the best part about it all is that energy is one of the first things to come back. And I find most women um, are, are coming to me because energy is, is lacking or they're not feeling like they used to feel. And, um, and the best part is, is simple baby tweaks can actually do a lot for our energy um, and making us feel more vibrant or um, a lot better. Kelly, that was, that was really so true. And I'm just wondering if you could give us some examples of foods, let's say, and feeding practices, if you will, that can enhance that energy and that can also enhance the radiance of a woman's um, physique and and mindset? Yeah, definitely. So, um, so foods that are fabulous for enhancing radiance and energy – um, all have to do with um, the high-nutrient-dense foods. They are the most nourishing and basically give you the biggest bang for your buck in terms of energy and just feeling amazing. Um, so the highest nutrient-dense food um, that you can get out there um, over anything is leafy greens. Um, and those are incredibly packed um, um, with every single, uh, most every single nutrient you could possibly imagine for vitality and energy. And and um, then it would be vegetables, um, fruits, nuts and seeds, herbs, and spices. And, you know, spices, I think, get forgotten a lot of the time, um, but they're actually an incredible way to boost your vitality and health and nourish and very nourishing and full of anti-inflammatory properties. That's a fabulous notion because I could envision that it would be so easy if one couldn't grow a vegetable garden with fresh vegetables, one might be able to grow an herb garden. Absolutely. Yes, growing an herb garden would be an incredible way to 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 
just get started. And an increasing flavor of food makes it a lot of fun. And think about um, just something as simple as parsley. Chopping up a little bit of parsley, um, you know, we hear a lot about kale in the media and how that's such a power food. However, parsley has a bigger bang for your buck um, than kale does. So it's actually a super, super food. Um, and just sprinkling a little bit of parsley or cilantro or um, basil um, into your food not only punches up the flavor, but really increases the nutrients that you're getting. That's really great information to have because I've always used parsley. I, I use a lot of spices, but I've always used parsley as decoration. So this is wonderful information, wonderful information to have. You know, you go out to a restaurant and you um, you get this, you know, beautiful plate. And typically the first thing we do is we take the parsley off, right? <laughs> so right. It's that's because it's decoration. <laughs> it's decoration, right. And right. so that's, that's usually the most nutrient-rich uh, food on your plate. So, so incorporate that. It's, it's incredible. Kelly, can you tell us some exciting ways or kind of off-the-beaten-track ways or, or ways to make those leafy greens as palatable as possible? I mean, you know, sometimes people will go into a restaurant and they'll order a salad because they think that's a good thing, and then it will come with, you know, just some plain iceberg lettuce and a piece of tomato, which is I'm sure better than nothing, but can you tell us some ways to really enjoy those leafy greens? So creatively, creatively enjoying your leafy greens, I think it's a fabulous question. And I I think, you know, the restaurant example is actually um, a perfect example of what you don't want to do. And, and, um, and, I, you know, me and my husband go to restaurants and we find, you know, we really enjoy vegetables, but um, a lot of the restaurants, they, you know, they just use, um, the, the salads are boring and the, rest, the vegetables are tasteless. So um, a couple of things that I like to do at home um, are, you know, like you, you mentioned growing the vegetable garden or the, um, the herb garden as a, as a fun way to start. Um, just having it in front of you, ready to go, um, it is a nice reminder to just to use it. I think that's, that's um, maybe a first step. Um, another thing that I think has totally transformed my own health is um, I make uh, smoothies, and for a lot of my clients, they enjoy smoothies. Um, and all I do is, you know, I make a delicious fruit smoothie, and I just throw a handful of um, spinach or kale or, um, you know, just a little handful into the smoothie, and you actually can't taste it. How I get a lot of kids to um, to eat their greens as well. Um, that's, but that's, that's a, a great quick, idea. Quick and easy way to just boost, um, boost your greens. Um, another thing that I like to do is um, um, saute. Um, when you cook greens, actually, you do a quick saute and a little olive oil and garlic, and you can add some ginger, um, and just toss in a big handful of greens. Um, you know, you actually get an increased 
um, absorption level um, of, of the, all the nutrients in the greens when you cook them just a little bit. So that's actually a, a, a nice way to get them in, and you can you can serve that, you know, alongside any stir fry or throw it in a soup or um, um, alongside a, a dinner dish, anything really. So that's that's another great idea. Um, but I'm a southern girl. I'm a southern girl, and I really um, – the way that you just described the garlic and the olive oil, I do my collard greens like that, and they really, yeah. really are delicious, just tossed and, and steamed down that way. And kale as well, so you're absolutely right about that. It just brings out the flavors, and, um, I mean – it's just amazing because in the South, when you start talking about collard greens, you start talking about the Southern way of preparing them, which is not healthy, which is ham hocks or ham or or um, or some kind of smoked meat, which is the traditional way to fix it. But, you know, if you're really looking out for your your health, I guess you can do that every once in a while. But having the olive oil and garlic and saute your greens is really a, a, a wonderful, healthy way to do this. I can imagine that we could talk forever about great ways to bring greens in, great delicious ways. And it reminds me that really to love to cook or to love to prepare is definitely a personality for some of us. And then there are people who don't love to cook and don't love to prepare. Kelly, I'm wondering, is there any... Um, way of, uh, is there a perspective or a practice that the woman on the go, over 50, um, can use so that she can ensure her own um, health without necessarily being like, like some of us, loving to cook? Absolutely. Uh, so, so for someone on the go who's looking for simple, easy things to boost their health, um, one of the things that I think about is um, if someone's running around all day long, typically the first thing to go is the hydration. And hydration is absolutely critical for our energy levels and for feeling our best. Um, and so typically if you're as little as 2% dehydrated, which is actually what most of us go around uh, during the day, um, you, that can actually affect your performance and if you're doing exercise or, or, or um, by up to 10%. So it really can be, uh, so, so hydration is huge and I would say to carry a water bottle around with you and just mm-hmm. um, just to have that and keep sipping it all day long, that, that in itself is a huge energy boost. Um, another way would be to, um, to think about um, like snacks, snacks. Um, just are also, you know, that that 3 o'clock slump, which most of us, uh, you know, have experienced, um, is actually something that has become the norm, but really um, that's something that is a nutritional factor. That's that's meaning you need some hydration and you need some uh, nourishment. So something that's really easy for an on-the-go person to carry with them would be just uh, a piece of fresh fruit and some seeds and nuts and nuts and seeds are you know and you don't need a you don't need a lot I would say just just a few um, just about a quarter cup in a little baggie 
Um, and just to sort of munch on those with a piece of fruit just sort of carries your energy over. And, you know, you can keep it in your glove compartment in the car. You can carry it, carry it in your purse. Um, uh, it's not going to spoil. Right. And if you live in Tucson, you should have a cooler in your car, a little, <laughs> a little ice pack, and you can keep your nuts and seeds, and sometimes I'll put a couple of raisins in there. Um, Perfect. And just, yeah. yeah, and just have, but we learn here in Tucson that leaving it in the car for the most part can be, can be something else. But, um, <laughs> can you talk, Kelly, a little bit about preparation? You know, we certainly know that we'd like our food fresh and live. But for the busy woman on the go who may go to Trader Joe's, call out Trader Joe's, right? Shout out. Um, is Are the bags of greens acceptable or is that something to be avoided? Oh, the bags of greens um, are actually fabulous, especially for people that are on the go. So um, I would make sure when you're buying, if you can, um, to um, choose organic um, if you just to minimize the pesticides and everything, but if you the bags of greens are fabulous because they're already washed, ready to go. You just can uh, you could just use them and 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 they're easy. Right. So it sounds like really we're talking about lifestyle, and so I I want to address two more things: lifestyle and forms of protein. Many women give up eating red meat. They certainly will start with giving up fat red meat and then go to turkey and chicken and, and forms of um, forms of fish. Can you talk a little bit about ideal protein, both vegan and mm-hmm. non-vegan? Sure. So ideal protein sources uh, for women to think about would be, um, uh, and it depends if they're on the go or wherever they are, um, a lot of times um, um, I think about, um, well, if nuts and seeds during the day, um, so if, if you're having them with snacks, and seeds particularly, um, hemp seeds are high protein, pumpkin seeds are fabulous protein, um, and also um, vegan uh, protein as well for those um, and uh, black beans, uh, lentils. Um, black beans are actually one of the highest antioxidants you can get, um, even mm-hmm. higher than blueberries. Um, so just fabulous things that we forget about. Um, also, um, if you do beans and you do them in the can, um, certain brands uh, don't have BPA in them, like Eden canned beans which is really great, especially for people on the go. So then you can um, just um, rinse them and, and put them in, um, throw them over a salad or throw them in a wrap or, or something like that, which is, really makes it quick and easy. Um, lentils are also fabulous protein. Um, and um, and, and um, also... Animal proteins, um, you want to choose, if you're doing something like a, um, a white meat um, chicken, I would try to choose organic if you can. Um, and the um, um, 
and um, free range. You can get. Uh, you know, it's funny. All of those um, uh, with animal proteins, um, it's a little trickier. The free range, and, and there's a lot of those names. I don't know if we want to get into all of that, but they, they're sort of meaningless. Um, so. I mean, ideally, the best is if you could find uh, like a, a local source of, of animal protein. Um, so, like at your farmer's market, or sometimes you know at a um, uh, like a Whole Foods grocery store or something. That um, animal protein you want to think about. Um, if you go to a restaurant, it's typically half your plate. Um, but for um, for women, and I think for men as well, um, you want to think about it almost like a, um, um, almost like a, um, a condiment um, on the plate. So it's it's not the star of the show. It's really just a, you know a background player, um, and you want to make sure you're getting quality, quality protein, animal protein, um, and a, a local source if you can. That's great advice. That's really great advice. And not, and, and one of those perceptions that people need to change, that we all need to change before we can really move into a successful transition into a healthier way of eating. Kelly, do you believe in, do you believe in moderation? I mean, I, I am a meat eater and, um, and, you know, there you know, there's some meats that people are saying you should stay awake from and you know, there are some people that don't eat pork and they don't eat red meat. But in moderation, isn't that all just fine to to have if you enjoy all of those categories? You know, that's um you know, when you're talking about red meat, um that's a that's a really excellent question because I find that um that red meat can actually be um very nourishing um, for some people. Um, so, for example, but it's all in the um, the amount that you do and how often you do it, and it's right, also in right. the qual- the quality of it. So, mm-hmm. you're going to choose it. You know, choosing um, uh, a leaner um, uh, red meat. Also, um, a lot of the um, liver um, is 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 actually one of the most nutrient rich. Um, animal proteins that you can get. Um, so chicken liver or beef liver, I don't know if any, you know, that's, that's maybe, um, you know, um, uh, depends on your taste, but it actually is one of the most nourishing um, animal proteins you can get um, just because of the high nutrient content in the liver. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I actually think that, um, that that's something that, you know, if, you, if you're getting organic um, and grass-fed, and mm-hmm. um, and I, I actually think it can be very nourishing uh, for some people, depending on uh, what's going on with their health. But absolutely. Now, is it? Uh, you know, I have friends that are vegetarians, and um, this might be a new lifestyle for them. Now, uh, is it healthy to be a vegetarian or a vegan? You know that's a, a you know uh, um, the question. Uh, just uh, sorry. Um, so, um, is it healthy to be a vegetarian or a vegan? 
I always thought that's you needed the, the animal protein. Um, that's, that's, so that's why I'm asking the question. That's actually a million-dollar question. And I think, you know, with all these different diets that we see out there, I, I you know, uh, one shouting louder than the other, um, you know, I've done um, in the past a lot of testing on people and their genetics and really looking into this. And uh, from what I have seen, I, I really do feel that um, that, People are just different, and we really need to honor. And, and I do feel like over your lifetime, um, your nutrient needs change and your right. tastes change and what you're going through in life, you know, those nutrients change as well. So, um, you know, I really just think that that just depends on the individual person and right. it's really about listening to your body and mm-hmm. what feels good to you and and the key is to actually feel better after you eat than you you know than you did before you eat a meal <laughs> um, it, it, food should make you feel good and feel energized rather than put you in a uh, a in a coma <laughs> in a coma <laughs> That's right. Right. so I'm going to Okay, I was just going to say that, you know, Kelly, you're such a good performer that we could really just take what we've done so far and that be the, that be most of the show. But I know that you were concerned about what the questions were going to be in the dance. But I think you can pretty much see that if you called in on Saturday morning at 1030 or whenever we say we're ready, that we would continue this conversation as one possibility or if we continued right now, you could be excused because this is a great conversation and exactly really what we wanted to do. So I just wanted to stop and be reflective about where we are for a moment. Let's see. Um, I I can go up till 9 o'clock today um, if we want to just keep going. And then, would that, I mean, would that work for you all? What would be best? Um, well, one of the things that we never really know is how clear the recording comes out. We oh, have done, okay. Okay. We, okay. Yeah, we have done recordings like this, um, before, and we've used pieces of them, and if you listen in to some of it, we've used some conference call pieces. Um, but if you could give us even just 20 minutes, um, to a half hour, on Saturday morning, that would be fabulous. But if you can't, we could go for another 15 minutes here. I want to talk okay. about um, smoothies, and I want to talk about fiber, just at rounding out the, um, you know, rounding out the um, conversation in case it does come out well, and we're able to excuse you. <laughs> what do you think? Um, well, you know what? Um, I I will make myself available. So so either either one. You you guys let me know which one to do. I it's so fun. Gosh, what a fun what a fun um, gig you all have going. <laughs> well, it, you it, think so it, too. It, yeah. It, yeah, and and it's also. I mean, maybe you'll do a Kelly Grant podcast. We can teach you how to do it. Um, we cool. have an umbrella. We have an umbrella company, um, which is a talk. We called it Boom to Boom for Boomer, but talk radio. But, you know, one of our visions is that we can have multiple podcasts. So, um, 
All right, so let's see let's see what happens and what we we could do. Obviously, um, I was going to say maybe not so obviously. Since we've been doing this, I must say we haven't done it the same way twice. Um, okay. Our young okay. engineer, our young engineer has been learning with us, and and it's such a charming situation because he's getting better and better, and we have lots of flexibility. One of the things he suggested was that we do a Skype because the soundtrack is easier to edit. So, you know, we've got all these experiments going, and you are, (laughs) you know, this particular way of recording is something we've done before. But let's go a few more minutes, just like, you know, ten more minutes. And, Jen, if it's okay with you, I think it's important that um, we talk about fiber, because that's a concern for older women, and also the smoothies, which is like the greatest boon to nutrition, I think. And can we also can we also talk? We're talking moderation now. Can we also talk about dessert? Is it okay to have to to have um, a dish of ice cream every once in a while? I mean, is that okay? We sometimes okay. beat up on ourselves when we have an ice cream cone on a hot day, but is that okay? Oh, is is an ice cream cone okay on a hot day? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, and I, I think that that brings up an incredible point, which is, um, which is the quality of our ingredients, because there are um, there are different kinds. What I've found is that women and men also become a lot more satisfied when you're eating whole and real ingredients um, rather than those um, chemical type of ingredients. So if you um, if you look at the ingredient list on the back of a label, if, mm-hmm. if you can actually understand what every word is, um, that's a way better choice than something that looks like a science experiment. Exactly. Um, and has a lot more to do with how, how we feel in terms of um, vitality, but also satisfaction. So if mm-hmm. you're doing desserts, my thought is the better, the best ingredients, you know, all the more satisfying and also can be nourishing. So that would be the optimal um, uh, dessert in my mind. Well, to our, to our listeners, Kelly has now given us permission to have dessert. Yeah. That's Woo-hoo. great. <laughs> One of my great discoveries, and I hope it's not just a delusion or an illusion, but has been cashew ice cream where, yeah. um, you know, I developed an intolerance for straight out cream, which I think is another thing that happens with women as they get older, that there's less tolerance for lactose. Absolutely. So as as women age, um, you know, there is a less uh, tolerance for um, lactose. Um, uh, lots of different things can come up. There's maybe more bloating happening. Um, so so one of the things that is a nice alternative is um, using things like cashew bases or uh, coconut um, bases or um, – almond milk bases or or those kind of things just um, to give you other options but still um, are very nourishing and 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 you're able to digest them a lot better 
That's excellent. What do you feel? Tell me a little bit about the soy milk. Is that good? That I mean, I'm, I've been buying soy milk and I've enjoyed it. And and you know, the silk products now are I I find particularly delicious. What are your thoughts on soy? So so my thoughts on soy. There have been a lot of um, conflicting and confusing information. Um, in the media, and sometimes I feel like, you know, when you actually just look at the research, um, the research on soy is pretty positive, in fact. Um, However, um, soy is one of our biggest uh, genetically modified um, foods these days, so my recommendation for people would be that um, if they do choose to have soy, uh, to mm-hmm. always choose a organic, and that would that would make sure that you're not getting uh, genetically modified soy. Okay. Um, so, so that would be my my thought there. Great. Okay. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. And um, the best choice for fiber um, for women of a certain age who may have more issues with elimination. What do you think about? What's your best recommendations for fiber, Kelly? So best recommendations for fiber would be to to use something that I call functional a functional food, which would not only be, you know, anti-inflammatory, high in fiber, and very nourishing. And one of those things that I think about would be um, flaxseed. So flaxseed, mm-hmm. um, and, and I – you know, you can buy the whole seed and grind it yourself, or you can ar- ar- buy it already ground um, and keep it in your freezer so it um, keeps longer. But, you know, one to two tablespoons a day is fantastic for fiber, but also helps pull down cholesterol, um, gives you a great uh, source of omega-3s, which is healthy anti-inflammatory fat that um, also improves our mood. So, um, so flaxseed is a is a is a great power food. Um, another food that I think about um, for fiber would be um, uh, dried fruit. Um, is, an, is a great source of fiber. So are things like uh, beans and lentils and um, and peas are all super in, in the fiber category. Um, and um, fruits and vegetables. So just upping, you know, things like um, your, you know, broccoli and and sweet Mm -hmm. potatoes and Mm -hmm. and just whole real foods, Um, getting outside of the box, um, I think, is a good mentality to to, um, women um, in their 50s as well. Just, you know, thinking about challenging yourself, um, you know, can you, um, how, how many real whole foods? can you eat that don't come in a box? Um, That's a great way to boost your fiber as well. I love this conversation, and I think that one of the things I'd like you to consider um, in terms of conversation is on on Saturday, if we have the half hour, if you're able to give us that, why people love to talk about nutrition so much. You know, it's, it's, we could go on, you could see, we could go on for three or four hours. Um, so let's think about 
what it is about nutrition itself or the discussion of nutrition and food, um, how that that is with people, how it psychologically has such appeal. And um, Jennifer, is there, is there one last question or so um, we have till nine o'clock um, that you would well, want to really I, I think just about? To make before? A, I just I just wanted to make a comment, and that comment is. Um, I read something that said that supermarkets are designed so that you can really be very good about your eating. And if you notice that, and and the article said that if you just walk around the periphery of the store, those that's where all the good stuff is, all right? Once you go into the aisles, you're going to get into trouble. <laughs> so, so you know, if you go into a store, you know, you, you, your 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 um, your uh, vegetables are on. You know, uh, uh, let's talk about the, my particular product. The vegetables are there, and then you walk around, and you're 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 with dairy, and and then you keep walking. And it's fish and meat, and then um, you know some additional. Um, dairy items, but as you walk around the store, if you don't go into the aisles, you'll stay out of trouble. (laughs) I thought that was was very interesting, but those aisles are the things that will get you every time. I think that's adorable. And I love, Kelly, I love when you talk because you make everything so within arm's reach and without criticism, without judgment, just really talking about pulling out the best of each of our uh, choice-making, each of our decision-making, and the ways to make it beautiful and attractive and appealing. I just I, I just think that's so valuable and so appreciate your time. You're listening to Boom Goddess Podcast. Talking to Kelly is just an endless flow of creative ideas for how we can enjoy Uh, creating healthy meals, uh, having a healthy attitude toward our daily intake of nourishment. Well, I'm glad that you paid attention to her because uh, the pasta primavera that you designed and cooked and created was absolutely sensational using all the fresh herbs that we, we spoke about and fresh herbs from your garden. It was just incredible. And for Men and women that don't use fresh herbs, they don't know what they're missing because it is it makes all the difference in the world. Rather than using a dry herb, using a fresh herb makes all the difference in the world in flavor. So, Kelly, thank you so much for that uh, wonderful idea. And, and, Andrea, thank you for making such a delicious, delicious uh, meal. You know, when we take an herb out of the ground or plant, it has it still has its aliveness it has its vitality to it and that's why we can eat a dish of that prima pasta primavera and be energized as if, as opposed to feeling fatigued uh, the shout out to kelly is that the inspiration to hear once again the um, description with Kelly's personality there too, where you can see she loves every plant that she's talking about, every green that she's talking about. And so tired as I was yesterday afternoon, I went shopping to our local 
whole foods kind of market, which out here is called Sprouts. And I was just on the hunt for color. And I decided that I would make pasta primavera because I love pasta. But I also thought that I could use a whole potpourri of vegetables. Well, it took me about four hours to make this dish, not counting the shopping, but the chopping and all the pots and pans that I use. It's like, you know, you come home from work and you see your kids have taken over the right. kitchen. It was a little bit like that. But um, you're right. We've gotten now four dishes of pasta out of that little adventure. And color is so important. You know, when you when you say you walk around the shop and find beautiful, beautiful fresh vegetables for a meal, color is so important when you in in your skillet or in your pot or on your on your plate. The colors just, you know, it 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 gives you an appetite if you don't have one. Yeah. So when we you know when we have parents that may not have a good appetite and they see how pretty it looks on a plate, they tend to want to dig in. Yeah, and hopefully for children as well, or grandchildren. Or grandchildren, right. right. But the idea of making it, um, making food appealing, and also broadening your palate. And, you know, getting our, getting our children and grandchildren started, not our children, but our grandchildren started on a healthy way of life or a healthy way of eating can really help them uh, as they grow up, you know, instead of going through drive-throughs, teaching them how to really enjoy good food. And that's why it's so, so good to have them in the kitchen with you from time to time to really show them the best way to, uh, to eat and to appreciate the good stuff. I remember when my son was in a high chair and I was not a good eater as a child at all and I was really concerned that I was going to go through what my parents went through with me which was I refused most food until I was about 20. But I would break up the little broccoli and put it on his tray and I would call it little trees and we would laugh and he grew up to have a far broader palette, a far broader interest. And of course, research indicates that the more variety we eat, not only of our own foods that are grown here locally, but the more variety of um, helpful bacteria that we keep in our system, the better off we are. So eating some foreign foods as well is useful. You know, I think that maybe what we want to do is have another talk with Kelly about the downside of nutrition, the darker side. And I really like to talk to her about alcohol and ice cream. I mean, those things are, that's really the dark side. I'd like to really talk to her about wine versus scotch versus vodka uh, and these new slim drinks that, that people are now marketing. So it would be great to get information from her on those kinds of items. Yeah, because I think most of us, though we know what's good for us, we also tend to rationalize some of the things that may not be so good good for us. And there may be ways of integrating some of those less preferable but highly enjoyable um, treats into our diet, into our intake in a way that would be less harmful. Well, you know, the one thing that I want to stress to our listeners is that you've got to have a good time and in, in terms of enjoying life. And if there's something that you want, you should have it but in moderation. We can't have a bacon cheeseburger every day. So, but if you want to have one, then I think you should have one and enjoy it. Um, 
fortunately for a lot of us, it's going to be a long, wonderful life, and we should enjoy it. In moderation, the bacon double cheeseburger. Okay. <laughs> so, so there's the education. That's right. There's less deprivation. That's right. And more moderation. Exactly. You've good, said it beautifully. Good thought. Thank you for tuning in today. This is Dr. Andrea, Jennifer, and Bibi, your boom goddesses, signing off. Each voice of wisdom shares ripples out into our universe and inspires so many others. Namaste. For technical reasons, portions of this program have been pre-recorded. make a supermarket just better look no further than your neighborhood albertson's you'll find fresher meats fresher produce and lower everyday prices on family favorites stop by the meat department and pick up a family pack of bone-in pork loin chops or boneless skinless chicken breasts from the butcher block your choice just 177 a pound and get new crop arizona grown jumbo cantaloupe only 87 cents each fresher meats sweeter produce lower prices albertson's it's just better for all the things that make a supermarket just better, look no further than your neighborhood Albertsons. You'll find fresher meats, fresher produce, and lower everyday prices on family favorites. Stop by the meat department and pick up a family pack of bone-in pork loin chops or boneless skinless chicken breasts from the butcher block. Your choice, just $1.77 a pound. And get new crop Arizona-grown jumbo cantaloupe, only 87 cents each. Fresher meats, sweeter produce, lower prices. Albertsons, it's just better.